Hi, lovely lady. Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I am your host, Stephanie Clarice, and this is a short, encouraging podcast for moms who want to love God, love his holy word, and love their family. How does that sound? Are you ready to start your 500 Seconds to Joy? Then let's dive into today's episode. Hello, my dear friends. Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie. I'm talking with Karen Cruz today, but first we're going to meditate on really asking God for help. What does that look like? And I'm using um, this incredible resource, The Imitation of Christ by Thomas A. Kempis. It's a um, just classic Catholic spiritual book. Um, It doesn't have to be for Catholics. It's really for all Christians, but it is specifically Catholic and it's just so full of wisdom. And I really wanted to bring some of this, um, I guess it's a meditation. It's, It's really interesting the way it's written. And basically some of it is Jesus speaking to us, like Christ's words to us, kind of like that book, Jesus Calling. And I'm really excited to bring you just what I feel like the Lord is wanting me to share with you all today, truly. And it's a good segue into my conversation with Karen Cruz. Now, if she you haven't heard of her before, she's been on the podcast. And Karen is a counselor and she's a Catholic wife and mom. She has six kids. She's also a podcaster. She has um, the two hearts for her ministry and her podcast is called Heal, Equip, and Release. And so her work as a counselor and as a speaker, podcaster, um, course creator, her whole goal is to see women equipped, healed, and released to really experience the fullness of God's plan for their lives. So you can go find her at twoheartscounselingandhealing.com. And the two hearts for her, H-E-R, stands for heal, equip, and release. Because she believes God wants to heal us, equip us, and then release us to live out his call in this world. And if you're a mom listening, your call is to be a mom. That's part of your call. Your other call is probably to be a wife, right? And um, maybe a speaker, maybe a podcaster, a writer, a homeschooling mom, a nurse, a doctor, (laughs) whatever you do. God has called you some to something great. And part of that is being healed, equipped, and released to live out that call. So Karen is just incredible. I love chatting with her. And I love talking about this topic of being vulnerable in prayer. Prayer is just our relationship with God. It's our, you know, ongoing friendship with the Lord. And so like any good friend, we need to be vulnerable. We need to be honest with them. And so first I'm going to start with this meditation, just reading some words from this incredible book, The Imitation of Christ. And I just want these words to soak in because this is all about asking the divine assistance. So asking for God's divine help. He wants to help us with the big things and with the little things. Karen and I talk about that And I just truly believe this conversation with Karen is going to bless you. I just know it will. And I pray that the Holy Spirit speaks to you personally and has a word for you today that will just touch you in a very personal way. So thank you for being here. If this is your first episode, welcome. If this is your hundredth hundredth episode listening, welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. Let's start with the meditation and then we'll hear from Karen Cruz. (music) 
This is from The Imitation of Christ by Thomas A. Kempis. This is in Book 3, Chapter 30, on asking the divine assistance and on confidence of recovering grace. Grace. This is Christ speaking to us. My child, I am the Lord who gives strength on the day of distress. Come to me when all is not well with you. What hinders you most of all from receiving heavenly consolation is your slowness in turning to me in prayer. Before you pray earnestly to me, you first seek other comforts, trying to find distraction in outward things. Hence, it is that all these things are of little benefit to you until you realize that I alone am the one who delivers those who trust in me. There is no effectual help, nor worthwhile counsel, nor lasting remedy. But now, having recovered your breath after the storm, gather your strength again in the light of my mercies, for I am near you to restore all, not only to their former state, but even to increase them abundantly and beyond measure. Is anything impossible for me? Jeremiah 32, 27. Am I like human beings who promise something and do not live up to it? Where is your faith? Stand firm and persevere. Have courage and wait patiently. Comfort will come to you when you most need it. Wait for me. Wait, and I will come soon to help you. Hey, Karen. Welcome back. I'm happy to have you, friend. Thank you so much, Stephanie. It's always fun to talk to you, and um, it's an honor to be on your podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. It's so fun to talk with you, and you know, we're chatting, everybody, and we're like, okay, we should actually record, so let's just chat. Let's have a a talk about um, this topic of being vulnerable with God in prayer, because we're talking about our life stuff, and your car, and you know, our house hunt and all these mm-hmm. things in life that, um, you know, I guess in the grand scheme of things are, are kind of minor. Like if we look at the world, we're like, uh-huh. wait, we have a car to worry about. We have a, you know, this potential house we could buy. So, you know, what, what yeah. we call whatever first world problems, but there's right. still problems. Yeah. We all struggle. We all have things that are hard in our life and some minor hard, some really hard and more serious. So you know, with our relationship with God, we're supposed to be talking to him in prayer, right? And yeah. being real with him and talking mm-hmm. with him about all these big and little things. And mm-hmm. so, you know, and you're all about being vulnerable with him. And and I just felt like this was such a good topic to bring on the podcast to chat about with the moms listening, because I think all of us have this idea that, should we really bring this to God? Like, Mm -hmm. is this important enough to bring to him? Mm -hmm. And I need to clean myself up though, before I pray. And, Mm -hmm. and I can't really tell God how I'm feeling. So I think I have these thoughts. I bet a lot of listeners have these thoughts. So let's just jump right in. Can you share more about, you know, your journey, how it looks in your life, just being more vulnerable in prayer? What does this even look like on a practical level? I'm curious. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like what we were just talking about is a really great example. Um, we were, I mean, we were just talking about the real life, like Lent, you know, we had these ideas of what we want to do to grow in holiness, you know, and, and prayer and, and all these things, and they're neatly packaged, and then life happens, and um, it's not what we want. You know, in my case, a car that was definitely not the one that was supposed to break down. I have the newer car. My husband has an older car and my car has a major breakdown. Um, and then you're talking about your house thing and, and what do you do with this struggle? How do you process it? Like, what do you, how do you talk to God about it? Because there's this, this struggle, I think with like, I know what the right answer is. Like, I know that God is good and that he is here and, and I can't complain and life could be so much worse. And so we, we can often just like stuff the frustration that we're feeling and just kind of shut ourselves to silence. Like I shouldn't be hitting this. I shouldn't be saying this. I'm sorry, God. Blah, blah, blah. And then just, it kind of stifles any intimacy because the thing is he already knows that we're frustrated, right? He already knows our, our disappointments or fears and I think the reality is he always uses the suffering to draw us deeper if we allow it. So often I think our response instead is to ignore it or to numb the pain in order to quote, so, sort of like pretend like we have the right answer. Like, okay, I trust in you. And so I'm going to, I'm going to like stuff the fear. I'm going to not talk about it. I'm going to ignore it. It's just going to go away. But he, I think, I mean, just like we have in our friend, like close friendships and things, we talk about the hard stuff. That's what makes, at least in my experience, us have close relationships it's when you go through the hard stuff with someone god knows that and so i don't i think we have to be careful to say that he he doesn't delight in our suffering he doesn't delight in in like you know your contract issues with finding a house and in my car breaking down and you know the fact that we don't have all this extra income to just throw around on these things he doesn't love that but he he loves that he, he already knows how it's going to end. He already knows how he's going to like allow it to work together in the end. But he's really longing for, I believe, just the intimacy of coming to him with that struggle and with our hearts. Um, and there, that is where we grow. And it's okay to cry to the Lord. It's okay to, you know, let him know your frustration and, um, and be real. You know, and I was just telling you this morning as I was like, you know, struggling with this place of like, okay, I know that this is okay. Like, I know I'm going to be fine. And I keep saying that to the kids, like, we'll get our car back soon. God has a plan. And like, he's already taking care of things. Like we have somebody allowed us to borrow a car. It's not a very nice car. It's a weird smelling car. You know, there's lots of things about it that are <laughs> not wonderful, but it's a car. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have six kids and I have a free car right now. They're the end of conversation. Yeah. My, yeah, yeah, my humanity and my attachment to my nice smell newer car like they said it wasn't supposed to break down it's not old yet um that I'm driving this like 16 year old car instead is um is hard and so God knows this and right at the end of the day it's true joy and peace doesn't actually come from these illusions of control that we have or this image of like what my life will be like when I have the perfect backyard and the lovely house of my dreams. Like we have this attachment to these ideas of financial freedom in my case, or, you know, or I have the same desire as you, Stephanie, for like a nice backyard, nicer, nicer than the one I have. I have one, but you know, I've never satisfied over here. Right. Um, um, but he knows that that's like a lesser, it's actually not the path to peace. The path to peace and joy is actually, trust and surrender but we don't choose that well on our own like we don't say you know what god i'm just gonna i don't know whatever it is that would do this other than real life that would break us of these attachments 
Um, and so he allows suffering to come in and, and he takes care of us in the midst of suffering. And so the goal is that, right, we learn to trust him more and have peace despite circumstances. Um, but the in-between is okay if it's, if it's messy. Like it's okay if you don't have the peace right away, but you're practicing it and you're, and you're in that you're being vulnerable and talking to him about it while you're waiting for him to take care of things, you know, and yes. trying to remind, remind yourself that he's going to. So I think this idea that we have to like, have, have to look a certain way or sound a certain way in order for it to be good prayer or, or authentic prayer, like, like God's annoyed with us when we're frustrated or fearful or he's disappointed with us. He already knows it's there and he just want, I think really just wants us to be real. So mm-hmm. I know that I was all over the place there, but um, I love yeah, it. No, I, I think that's what you're saying is I feel like what all of us are thinking but not saying. Um, I feel like most of us, we just have this idea that if we do the right thing, then good things will happen to us. You know, like mm-hmm. it's like yeah. this formula. Right? I want so, that so bad. <laughs> right? You're like, okay, if I do the right thing, then my car won't break down. If I do the right thing and I stay close to God – um, then I buy I those nice vitamins. House. I invest uh, those yes. vitamins. My kids won't get sick. <laughs> yes. Like I, I'm careful. I wash my hands. <laughs> We're not going to get sick or, you know, we just want these formulas. And I think it's the same with prayer. Like, okay, mm-hmm. what's the formula for a good prayer life? Yeah. But like you're saying, it is messy. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the hard part is that God wants to meet us in our suffering, in our mess, in our brokenness. And I feel like that's just the point of, of everything, right. Is to let him enter in, like not just keep him in a box during our quote prayer time, but allow him to be with us when we're playing with our kids, Mm -hmm. when we're recording a podcast, when we're reading a book, when we're doing the dishes, things that don't quote look like prayer. (laughs) Um, Yeah but we can be vulnerable with God in those moments. I'm curious how you find a way to do that because I would say that I'm really wanting to improve that part of my intimacy with God and my vulnerability Mm -hmm. with God. I feel like I do an okay job during my quote prayer time in the Mm -hmm. afternoon, but the rest of the day, I kind of feel like I'm still performing. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of us are like that, right? Still mm-hmm. trying to like be good and and do a good job so that God can be proud of us and, mm-hmm. you know, we can yeah. perform for him or, or anyone else, you know, and yeah. instead of being being our real authentic selves, which like you said, is sometimes frustrated, you know, if, yeah. if someone's sick, it's frustrating, or if you're tired, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And I think these are the real things in mom life that, yeah. that God wants us to bring to him. So yeah. what does that look like when we really bring all these things to him and let him transform these, you know, daily sufferings that we experience as moms? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, for me, it's really become when I notice, like, I'm getting irritated, annoyed, anxious, angry, fill in the blank, um, that might fall into the box of unholy emotional response, <laughs> whatever. Um, I, like, I literally just talk to him. I, I had a, a friend that I was talking to about this is, like, I think back when I was in college, probably, I really started, 
I mean, it's a little harder now, but like, I love talking to God in the car. <laughs> like, you know, if my kids don't think I'm too crazy, it's ideal when they're not there. Now I have six. It's rare that I ever don't have anyone in the car with me. Um, <laughs> I love it. But, but I mean, those times are, are just, you know, if he's in the shower or if I'm on a walk, it's just like talking to him. Because especially if you're in the throes of mom life, you aren't with your friends like you used to be. Like on your bad days, you'd go to a friend's house or you'd talk on the phone for hours or you would, I mean, you would call, I mean, at least that's what I did. I would call my friends. I would do something with them or I would distract or numb some other way that I had the freedom to do. You know, yes, like go to too. a coffee shop, go buy something, just leave and drive somewhere. But all of those things have been stripped from us in motherhood in such a good but difficult way. And yes. I have found so, I mean, this isn't anything, this isn't rocket science. It's very simple, but I literally just talk to him. Like I talk to my friends. I cry. I cry to God all the time. Like, I mean, all the time, let's say in seasons, it's all the time, I'm not crying all the time, but like so over this last few weeks or, you know, I was telling, I'll just be real guys. I was about to pay off a six year car payment, biggest car payment. We bought a brand new car six years ago. And I was celebrating doing internal cartwheels because next month we are paying it off. And it has a major, I don't, I still don't know the cost of it. It's been in the shop for, it's been between shops for two weeks. And I was crying. I was like, this is not what was supposed to happen. Yes. I was supposed to be free of this car payment. Like, you know, my husband's a firefighter. I mean, money's never, like, very few people are truly, truly financially free where nothing shakes them, right? But, right. like, you know, we have six kids on a firefighter income, and I could be working, but I'm being home with my kids. So, you know, I'm like, come on, God, you were supposed to be, you know, taking care of all these things, like that whole, um, I'm doing all the things, God, so this isn't supposed to be happening. I'm open to right. life, and I'm home with my kids, and I'm sacrificing. So I'm not supposed to have cars that break down <laughs> in, my, like, yeah. in my not real world. And then I just, well, I'm, I think as I open up to him, I just, his comfort really comes the more that I'm real. And I, I just, it's hard to explain, but then just, I really find that in that vulnerability where I'm talking to him and seeing him as a friend who's not glaring at me as I'm saying this as a compassion, just like my friends would be like, I'm so sorry. Like, I know this is hard, except then like this wisdom comes in from the Holy Spirit. I believe that just calms me down with just some like thoughts will come into my mind like like recently it was just like the lord was like i'm just i'm i'm doing this because you have such attachments to to your plans and my plans are better but you need to practice letting go of your plans and i know you you're not going to you're not going to do no no human does it on their own so i have to give you a chance to practice letting go of your plans and practice peace in the midst of that and the only way to do that is through, is through crushed plans. <laughs> like there's just no other path yes. to surrender and to detachment than being stripped because we're just too human and, and like fallen to, to like become holy any other way. It is through suffering. It is through plans that get, um, I, I hate destroyed <laughs> on some level of the spectrum of destroyed, like wrinkled or mm -hmm. detoured. And so just like, I can feel all the frustration and all the, the fear, the questioning, the, the whatever. But then he always reminds me, when's the last time that you were destitute because of broken plans? And I'm like, never, you know, um, like, it's just, it's this, okay, you're going to figure it out. And it's okay that I don't know. And I just confess that out loud. Like, you've got a plan, God, I don't know what it is. We're going to get our car back. I don't know when, but you've got it figured out. And meanwhile, I can offer up these struggles for, like, try to find meaning in suffering. Because I think where we fall is when we have suffering and we, like I said, we just numb. We avoid it. We don't think about it. We stuff it. 
And then it just comes out sideways. Um, or we don't want to talk to our friends about it because we think that, you know, that's another thing. If we don't talk to God or our friends and we're just like, it, it just comes out sideways. We've got to be real. And I think you're just gonna, if you don't do this as a, on a regular basis, I think you'll be surprised at what it's like to be real with God and intentionally picturing him. Like if you try to talk to God and you're like afraid, I encourage you to just picture your friend there and then remind yourself that's how God looks at you and just keep talking. <laughs> you know, you might feel weird. Like, uh, but this is even like a therapeutic exercise. It's called the empty chair technique for any people out there. You'll do this in therapy where you like talk to a chair as if it's the person. This is a thing your brain can actually do. The reality is God actually is there. And so I don't think you have to put out a chair and talk to it. But but you can imagine this as an exercise of building relationship and talking to God um, and getting things out that are trapped in there. Um, and it really does heal. Um, it really does. I mean... I don't know. It's simple, but it's powerful, potentially really powerful for your life. I agree. Yeah. I love talking out loud. And do you ever journal and kind of have that be the prayer? Cause I feel like that's oh, yeah. another yeah. helpful thing. Um, yes. yeah, I thought you did, but I just wanted to put yeah. it out there for anybody Please. who feels yeah. funny, like talking out loud, yes. like if that feels <laughs> foreign or something, which if you're not I an like. external processor. Yeah. Right. If you're not, ex- <laughs> yeah. If you're not an external processor like us, <laughs> you might like the journaling technique. Yeah. Um, because then you can, and the cool thing is you can go back and see, yes. you know, what you've written. And I know you talk about that, um, you know, in your podcast mm-hmm. and course and all of that, because so much of what we experience is like this cyclical thing of highs mm-hmm. and lows in our life. Yes. So there'll be something like a car breaking down or kids getting sick. And then there'll be something really wonderful. Like, um, I didn't tell you this yet, but my mom's scan showed that her chemo is working and oh, praise God. Yes. And yeah. that, you know, her tumors are shrinking. And so things like that, you're like, wow, yes. God, you heard my prayer. And then a few mm-hmm. months ago, it felt like he didn't hear because the scan wasn't good. So, yeah. you know, there are so many highs and lows. And I feel like the point of all of this is just that we share with God, you know, yeah. like we just allow him in mm-hmm. and, and we share our joys and sorrows and we allow him to transform it mm-hmm. and just you know, use all of it for his glory to bring others mm-hmm. to him yeah. because, you know, we kind of want to be like the, that, that light in the darkness, right. And be that example of, Hey, I have this hard thing, but you know, God is transforming it. Like I can still experience peace and joy in the midst of not finding my dream home when mm-hmm. I've saved for years. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I can still enjoy life and you know, find joy in motherhood when I'm not sleeping, when Mm -hmm. there's toddler tantrums, when there's, you know, sassy kids, right? Like I can still be a joyful mom. I can still experience his peace. And it all comes from him is I love to talk about, you know, his word and, and how his word transforms us. Is there a Bible verse that you know, moms could maybe, um, sorry about the baby background noise. Um, is there, a, I love a it. Verse, right? is there a verse that maybe moms could cling on to and just soak in today? You know, something that relates to this topic of being vulnerable with God, crying out to him, whatever kind of like you feel, um, the Holy spirit's leading you to share, because I, I just want to give mom something to take away after this conversation and, 
just go further and deeper with God in yeah. prayer. And I feel like a verse is often a good starting point. Yeah, I have. This has become sort of my life verse, um, and I feel like it's applicable applicable to really any stage of life. Um, and it's Psalm thirty seven verses four and five, and it's find your delight in the Lord, who will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord and trust that God will act. Find your delight in the Lord, who will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord and trust that God will act. That's Psalm 37 verses four and five. And, and I think I would just piggyback that on like, so the first step is like finding your delight in him. Well, for a lot of us, it's like, well, what does that even mean? Right. Okay. That's kind of what prayer is supposed to be, right? This place of connection and communion with God. And so many of us are not, have a, have struggles entering into that place. So like, if you're able to find your delight in the Lord, well, focus on that as much as you can and trust him to act in all those places where the desires of your heart have not been met yet. But for those of us who are maybe struggling to have a delight in God, that he's not like, he still feels distant. Prayer feels like a chore. It feels like another thing on the to-do list that I got to do. So I don't go to hell or something horrible like that. Like it's not meant to be that. And if you struggle with that, that's not just it's not like there's something wrong with you. Um, I, I've been teaching people this kind of um, sort of a meditation um, exercise where you're practicing um, remembering, reminding yourself of a positive memory. Like just ask the Holy Spirit to help you, but like think of a positive memory from your past. It doesn't have to be like the best day of your life, but if you that comes easily to you, like a really joyful or peaceful time where you felt full, you just felt really good. That's a great place to start. If you struggle to think of a time like that, which a lot of people do, especially if you're struggling with anxiety or depression right now, just keep it real simple. Like think of a recent time, semi-recent, that you can recall, a time where you had like a really great meal, you really enjoyed um, just a, like a, a sunset or um, just a moment of peace. It doesn't have to have been like a, a long day or anything. Um, you're with a friend and you just felt really seen and heard over a cup of coffee or whatever. Like something simple is totally fine. And the, the idea is that you enter into this memory and you just really allow your brain to recall it as much detail as you can. You get quiet, you sit down and you just allow yourself to soak in the best moments of that memory. Um, I mean, it could, you know, if you haven't had like a warm cup of coffee and you were cold and it was just that first moment of a cup of coffee. I mean, it can be really simple guys. Um, Cause people can get discouraged. We're like, I can't think of a good memory right now. Um, but if it does come easily, use that memory and go into what did you see? What did you hear? What did you feel? What did you sense? All of your senses, your five and turn to all five senses that you can, you can journal about this. This is a great be a great thing just because you want to just soak in it and the thing is it lights up those parts of your brain of joy and of peace and it gets those pathways going and then you're going to enter into a time of like appreciation and gratitude so as you notice those things be, be uh, let yourself feel that appreciation like whatever that means or feels like to you that gratitude that appreciation and then you're going to just stop and acknowledge with faith. If you, if you, this wasn't a God memory, likely you were necessarily thinking about God. If you were in the, in the moment, that's great. That's wonderful. If not, you can say, you know what, God, I recognize you're always with me. And in faith, I recognize you are with me in this moment of, of joy and of peace. Even if it, like I said, you've just like a cup of coffee, a sunset, something simple. And I ask you just to reveal your presence to me now. Like reveal your presence to me there in this moment. And, and you're just kind of closing your eyes and you're just allowing the Holy Spirit to come into this moment and helping you connect the dots that like 
any good or joyful or peaceful thing that happens is a gift from God. There's no like accidental goodness that comes into your life ever. It's, there's no coincidences, right? God is the author and giver of all gifts, of all good gifts. And so to really acknowledge that and allow the Holy Spirit to help you connect with Jesus in a memory, um, when you're activating those neural pathways are pathways of, of connection in the human and human world, <laughs> but also with God, because God communicates us through the same brain that we use to communicate with the people in our lives. Um, so, so you can do that and enter in and just kind of through those, those pathways of like connection and gratitude and appreciation within a memory, you can actually kind of ask him some questions like, God, where were you? You know, where were you as I was doing this? Show me where you were. And you might have an image or a sense of God smiling at you. And don't overanalyze. This is really huge when it comes to prayer. We're like, what's the right answer? What's the right answer? I just tell people, just allow whatever comes into your mind as you ask these simple questions. God, where were you as I was enjoying this day? Whatever the first thing that pops into your mind, go with it. I could see him across the way smiling at me. I couldn't see him, but I just sensed this warmth in my body. Um, a thought came into my head, like, I love you. I'm so happy you're happy today. Whatever it might be, write it down and just like let yourself soak in it. And the more that we practice this awareness of God's presence, and it's easier in the joyful, the joyful times, um, that becomes an exercise of, of connection with God that we can then even transition once you have that positive connection with him in a memory you can transition even that meditation to be like, okay, God, help me see you now here with me where I am. And you might be saying, Karen, you're crazy, but it's amazing what's possible as you kind of enter into this in, in a place of faith um, and really what we know about the brain really helping ease this process of meditation instead of just like jumping into prayer time or like, okay, God, talk to me, you know, um, where you set yourself up <laughs> for success through through what we know about the brain and gratitude and appreciation. I mean, God sort of sets us up for this when we look at the Psalms. There's so much gratitude and Thanksgiving happening. It's like a model for us, but we also know that's actually how the brain works. So sorry, this is a little longer than I thought. But I think it's kind of practical um for I you love to it. use this to to realize there is a way for you to grow in your awareness of God's presence with you. Um and and joyful positive memories can be a really powerful way to start. So Anyway. That's great. I'm going to try that today during my prayer time. I've never done something like that. And yeah. I mean, I definitely journal and think about, you know, what I'm grateful for. But I love this idea of picking one specific memory because that's, you're right. That's how our brain works. We know yeah. that, you know, that God designed us like that. And he knew that these things would be helps to help us grow in closeness mm -hmm. with him in prayer. So it's yeah. just so incredible how he's designed us and how he's, you know, made our brain, you know, flexible, mm -hmm. like able to change and yes. able to learn new things and reprogram ourselves so that we do look for the good. And I know you yeah. always say, and I, I love saying this, um, and I talk about this with my husband, like what you focus on grows. And yes. When you are looking into those memories where you find, you know, you found God there and you um, experienced his joy and peace, mm -hmm. I mean, you're going to find more moments like that. Yeah. Um, so that's just a beautiful and practical tip. I'm definitely going to be trying that today. Any last thing you want to leave listeners with? Uh, you've given us so much to think about. And just, I just love your wisdom on this topic but also just your realness, you know, like you and I are just moms in the trenches yeah. trying to figure this whole thing out. We're all in this together. We're all mm -hmm. on 
our healing journey, yeah. to grow in closeness with God, to learn how to pray with more fervor and vulnerability mm-hmm. and grow in closeness and holiness. Um, anything yeah. you want to leave the moms with today? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I was just thinking I would, I, I know resources, something that you can like print out and look at and pray with. I would love to give you a link that your people could just access like some free downloads to like print out and be able to take to prayer as they were trying to grow in intimacy with God. I can do that. And awesome. um, just so you have like a guideline and just, yeah, just give you guys some resources because I think it's so easy to listen to a podcast and then try to like, if you're, if you're like me and you're listening while you're driving, it's hard to <laughs> sometimes remember what you listen to and you want to do something. And so I would love to kind of just give you guys some resources that you can take, um, take with you just, you know, not charging anything just to be able to grow in, in intimacy with God. So um, so yeah, I mean, I think that's, that to be a practical thing and you can just really commit to just trying to listen for a little while and connect with the Lord um, through prayer. Yes. Thanks, Karen. And you know, you have all these meditations on your podcast too, which I really enjoyed and it totally inspired my 21 day meditation series on, on this podcast. Awesome. Um, so I would point people to your podcast too, Heal, oh, yeah. Equip and Release podcast. And you know, there's those meditations that will... I mean, I know because it's happened to me, you know, it's jump starts that prayer time when yeah. you're meditating on God's word. So I feel like that's a great resource too. And all True, it's already there. The show notes. Yeah. yeah, it's already there. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, I'm like, oh yeah, those are there. Right? Like, yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 20 days in a row. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it was such a blessing to me. And I listened almost every day and it was just such a wonderful blessing to me. And I know it will be for other moms. So there's that. So I'll just have all the links in the show notes for all of those free resources. Thank you, Karen. Can you close us in a prayer? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, just thank you for all the women who are listening right now. And thank you for their lives. And I just pray for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit over them, over their hearts and families, that they would just come to know, know your deep love for them how you see them and, and your love for them doesn't change at all on their best day or on their worst day. You love them just because of who they are, not because of what they do and that they don't have to perform for you, Lord. I just pray that that deep rest would enter their hearts knowing that um, your love is truly, truly unconditional and that they would just experience that love through prayer in a new way, through anything that, they, that they're able to do from what they learned today. We thank you, Lord, and we ask this all in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Mom's podcast. Thanks for listening to Mom's podcast. Thanks for listening today, friend. I'm so grateful to have you here as part of the 500 Seconds to Joy community. And if you love what you heard here, please share it with a friend. Let's build up the body of Christ and spread joy and love to more Christian families just like you. Until next time, I am so grateful to have you here and I am praying for you and your family. Bye for now. Bye for now. Bye for now.